It's a Married with Channels podcast. My name is Moose. And I'm Jody. We're married and we watch TV shows. Sometimes. Or we're not kissing and necking. What? What? No, no. when we're not wrangling kids is more, That's more the reality here. That, that is the truth. Oh the my gosh. <laughs> kids are yeah, they, so annoying sometimes. They have left us very little time for television watching. Let me just say that, but we managed to squeeze some in here. Time and energy. Let's jump right into it with a couple, three episodes of the uh, Book of Boba Fett, the uh, Disney Plus show following Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit, essentially. And what happened to him? Episodes three, four, and five is what we're covering today. Can I say episode three sucked? Yeah. Like, that was just a, a shit show in all aspects. From the candy colored scooters to the Wookiee who apparently doesn't know how to be a Wookiee. <laughs> to uh, the lame, the probably the lamest chase scene I've ever seen. Yes, that was horrible. And I'm glad you brought up the candy colored scooters. I was like, this is just like back to the future. It's like the back to the future, you know chase on the hoverboard kind of like that's what it reminded me of it was kind of just yeah cheesy but that at least ended good with them getting a truckload of manure dumped on their yeah heads i mean yeah the payoff was there in that movie but this didn't have that it just reminded me of that that's all like i'm watching it and i'm like it's like back to the future on the hoverboard but that one had like some kind of like you know thrill to it you know a little bit of uh what you know there were some stakes and it just seemed like it was kind of intense this one was boring there's no i was there was no edge no edge of the seat much less regular seat also i felt like it went on for a long it did. time it did <laughs> like okay we get it they're chasing him in a but, car but then you had like the uh the uh, excuse me the wookie you know trying to assassinate boba fett he's lying there in a big pool of water yeah. You have armory. Why don't you just shoot him through the uh, water? And if that doesn't work, you're a Wookiee. Like, mm-hmm. if you go by canon, Wookiees can rip the arms off of men. Sure. And he did in a later episode. Well, the next episode, actually. But why is he not using his Wookiees? Unless he's, like, holding back for some reason. Because, you know, if you go into the deep dive into it, they have a history, Boba Fett and Black Kersantan was the Wookiee's name, but sure. it just seemed like this isn't working. Like, is he toying with him? Is yeah. he like a, a cat with a mouse that they play with for a while? That's you the know? only reason I can think of. But if you don't know that they kind of were bounty hunters together for Jabba at some point, or I forget the whole history, but they were, their paths crossed in the past. And maybe the Wookiee wants it to be a fight. Like, maybe, you know, it would be easy for him to just rip him limb from limb. Well, but then he's a maybe. Bat- Maybe he wants, like, come on, Boba, fight yeah. me, you know? But but then he's a bad assassin. True. Like, assassins don't want the fight. Well, they is just, he, want, they is, just pay to kill. Is he there to assassinate him, or is he there for a bounty on him? He, by all accounts, is employed by the Jabba, tw- uh, the Hut twins mm-hmm. that we saw in episode, what, one or two? Yeah. And they told him, before they floated their fat asses away, sleep lightly you know yeah they're sending people They literally told him we're gonna kill you while you're sleeping do they want to kill him or do they want to capture him you know i don't know uh they I, they wanted to kill him okay but that was kind of 
bubkis and yeah uh yeah so that's essentially episode three i don't think we're missing any big beats there no episode four um that's the one where like we get the new sarlacc not not sarlacc um let me let me let me rejig my brain here a little bit. He uh, flashes back to how he met uh, Fennec Sh- Shan mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and you know they uh, then they go to the Wookiee at some point, but you know I I don't understand why he's going to the Sarlacc pit to get his armor. He crawled out of the Sarlacc pit with his armor, like he used his armor to survive the acid of the stomach. Yeah. And to blow torches way out. Yeah. I mean, you would remember that. Sure. Even if you passed out when you got to the surface, I think you'd remember that. Hmm. So that was a big plot hole for me. Yeah. And um, so, you know, he helps Fennec Shan and we see how she got her little robot belly and all that. Yep. Um, And, and then, then she hmm. decides to just kind of. Hang out with him, tag along. They're kind of a yeah. thing now. Yeah, and then they have this big uh, scene where they, you know, recapture his ship, Slave One. Uh, oh, we forgot to mention in the episode three, he, his Tuscan Raider family got slaughtered yes. by that biker gang. Yeah. And back to that, like, that bothered me because I, that's like the only plot line I care about in this show was his history with the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, and I, they severed that now. Yeah, yeah, they they killed it off, and it's kind of like I think that's your more valuable thing because it shows him finding in a tribe, quite literally, right? Instead of being this lone, like that's probably what made him decide I don't want to be a bounty hunter anymore. I want to be the boss. At least influenced it, but we don't get to explore that anymore, and I think that's a miss. Also, I think the relationship was important to him. You know, they he he. He started out their prisoner and they accepted him as one of his own. So obviously yeah. it's near and dear to his heart, you know. Yeah, he made a family. Yes. Um, but so back to episode four of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, him and they, he's in his uh, sleep chamber and he flashes back how he met Fennec Shan and all that. Okay, great. Um, then we have the, uh, the, the getting of the ship, Slave One. So he storms Jabba's fortress gets it the only scene in that episode that was interesting was the kitchen scene where he was kind of chasing the one rat catching droid a little bit (laughs) and the one chef droid that had all the knives (laughs) that was kind of interesting yeah i don't even think the wookiee and the cantina scene was interesting you know why is why is the wookiee getting upset that these other assholes are winning at whatever gambling game they're playing I don't know. And then he ends up ripping an arm off. Yeah. There's his strength in Wookiee power. (laughs) Yeah. So he offers him a job and Black Kersantan joins him. And then he has a meeting with some of the crime lords uh, because the Pikes are the big bad in this uh, at least season. So he says, you just stay neutral if I go to kick their ass. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And that's kind of where it ends. Anything else on episode four? I mean... I think you know where I'm going with all of this. <laughs> I don't have anything else. I thought I liked kind of that part where he was like, I'm done dying for stupid people. Like those aren't the right quote words, but it's a good paraphrase. Yeah, so. it's a good paraphrase of it. But 
I like that part. It's like, yeah, he just, he wants to be his own boss man now. Like I'm tired of working for idiots and who can't relate to that <laughs> Yeah, right. at some point in your life or a career. I'm my own boss. Probably the greatest, what four words anyone can ever <laughs> utter. Um, moving on to episode five, the yeah. return of the Mandalorian in the book of Boba Fett. Now this was an episode all about Mando and I don't understand why. So it felt like, yeah, just another episode of the Mandalorian. Yeah. It's like, this is episode one of season three. I'm not complaining because I love it. I love, I love the character. I, I love, I love the Mandalorian almost more than this one. Well, I will say more than this show. I do love Mandalorian. Agreed. And I'm going to shit on this episode too, because (laughs) it's all Mandalorian. And like you, I love the Mandalorian. I love the show. I love seeing uh, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin. Yeah, we learned his name. They mentioned that a couple times. Oh, well, I never paid attention before. (laughs) But we had, it was all Mandalorian until literally the last two, three minutes when, uh, I always keep screwing up her name. Fennec Shan. Fennec Shan shows up. Yeah. And, you know, wants to hire him. And he says, no, I'll do it for free to work for Boba Fett. Okay. But this is a show about Boba Fett. Yeah. I, if you want to incorporate the Mandalorian, you have to have Boba Fett somehow. Well, they kind of came back around to it, but they used a whole episode to get there, you know. But I it just it, I just think this is just shitty filmmaking. Also, I feel like and shitty writing. I feel like it's they're like, whoa, you know, Grogu was such a popular thing with the Mandalorian. They're they're looking for ways to bring Grogu in. And obviously the connection there is probably Mando, you yeah. know? No, I get that. And I, I, totally get, to that. I totally get them bringing those worlds together because they were in the Mandalorian the last couple episodes of season two. Yeah. You know, Boba Fett came back and all that. Yeah. I get that. But, you know, it's not like we had a whole, whole episode of Boba Fett in the Mandalorian. I True. Just, I just think you can do that. While still incorporating Boba Fett, hell, Fennec Shan, you know, if she was scattered throughout this episode, that ties it more into the Boba Fett show. This just seemed like, if you didn't tell me this was a Boba Fett episode, I think it's a Mandalorian sure. episode. There's nothing in the Boba Fett universe in his plot, his storyline that came into play here until the last two minutes. I mean, other than the fact that they're looking for muscle, they're, they're recruiting, you know, other bounty hunters that are of their caliber for their muscle they're gearing up for something big but i think it's just confusing because we got into this world of the mandalorian here now i appreciate the new set pieces that little like what oval bowl shaped world that they were on that's cool yeah um and them on the on the in the bowels like the uh catwalk area of the underneath of the world that's kind of cool yeah you know she's the uh, armor lady is forming a Grogu gift out of his spear, that whole fight, that duel, that stuff's cool. That lore is cool, but it doesn't belong here. Sure. And it didn't do anything for the Boba Fett story. It's great for the Mandalorian story. Yeah. But I just think it was just, I just think it was bad. I, I want to see the Boba Fett show. Yeah. It was just, that's Man- what I want. Mando part two. And yeah. how can we introduce cute little Grogu again? So yeah, and that leads me to, like, why I think the Boba Fett show sucks. Like, I'll watch it, but yeah. it's all just remember berries. Hmm. It's all, hey, there's Boba Fett. Oh, remember that thing? Hey, oh. Wookiee. 
Hey, yeah. look at that droid. He was in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. You know, and, the, and, and, and Jabba's Palace, you know, that's all like, it's all cool as a Star Wars fan. I love seeing that in new context. Sure. But there's the story doesn't work. There's no story there. We're just getting to the story in episode four. He's well, got to fight the pikes. They spend a lot of time on, um, um, oh, I'm going to forget the character's name. But Tuscan Raiders? Amy, no, Amy. Uh, Sedaris. Sedaris, thank you. Her character, they spent a lot of time rebuilding the ship, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you're right. There's kind of another remember part, like when he's test driving it and he kind of gets pulled over by some. Yeah, yeah. Um, Re- uh, uh, Galactic police. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you New call Republic police. police yeah. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and even that is kind of like, oh, it's the same guy. He remembers him in the Razor Crest, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah there's a lot of those kind of. How do we intertwine both things yeah, here? It was an episode of The Mandalorian. And look, I'll put it this way. If we're going to sit down for pizza, I don't want to start eating ice cream. Sure. You know, I'm here for pizza. Yeah. Then maybe later, season three, we have some ice cream. Yeah. That's my problem. And I want, with that episode, but my problem with the Boba Fett show is what I said. There's no story. There. I want a slice of pizza and then like two bites of ice cream per slice of pizza. Like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, like that's kind of what I was hoping for. But I mean, I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So, you know. Yes, I'm with you on that. I think it's different for me because I'm a Star Wars fan. And yes, all the visuals are cool to see these characters. That's great. But as an adult who appreciates good story and storytelling and plot, it's missing. Sure. It's failing. That's just... Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, that's it. Oh. I think I beat that to death like a <laughs> womp rat under a Wookiee foot. I was also going to say, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, things that remind me of other things. Like when he's test driving the ship, mm-hmm. did you think Top Gun? No. No? No, I thought the prequels. Oh, yeah, the the racing and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, a little bit of that, too. I, I think he literally took that through the, one of the canyons yes. they raced in. Yes, Which, God, stay away from the prequels, please. <laughs> also, I don't think that ship would be a good ship for Mando. Like, if he's a bounty hunter, that's his profession. Where are you going to put a passenger, huh? You have no cryogenic chamber. Yeah. There's no, there's hardly any cargo room. Yeah. You could put maybe one person in that seat behind you where they emptied out the droid space yeah practically nah nah it's can't. like a it's, it's like, like a father five getting a ferrari coupe you know putting a car seat in the back yeah, yeah. yeah. how are you gonna do that <laughs> maybe it has a sidecar it's italian grogu <laughs> all right i think we beat that one to death i'm waiting to see grogu though oh yeah he'll come but oh. i think it'll be mandalorian season three they're gonna put that little bait out there and then when you go to bite they're gonna yank it away I don't know. In this, the end of this episode, he was like, I'll join you, but I got to make a stop and see a small friend first. Oh, also real quick, I got an audio clip from uh, Boba Fett. This is episode f- four, where he gets the Rancor. Ah. His new baby Rancor. I think it likes this. It does. I will spend more time with it. You should. They can become very loving. I thought they were bred just to fight. They're powerful fighters, so that is what most know. But they form strong bonds with their owners. It is said that the witches of Dathomir even rode them through the forest and fens. 
I want to learn to ride this one. You what? I want to ride it. I've ridden beasts ten times its size. Teach me. Teach me. Like, he's weirdly infatuated with that rancor. It's kind of sweet, though. They, I don't know, like, they bond and, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, we're seeing little shreds of Boba, like, he likes the beasts. Hmm. Like, the Bantha he was super nice to that sure. he rode to Jabba's palace. Yeah. But I thought he's a little too in love with that rancor. Like, oh, he's going to be like, can you leave the room? Just leave me and the rancor alone. And oh, dim that's the lights. funny. I thought it was really sad when he was releasing the Bantha. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it was like this trusty, like this trusty dog that went with him everywhere. And now you're just like, go, get out of here. Go on. You know, like, yeah. you're free. It. And I'm like, oh. The irony is somebody's going to grab that Bantha and make it its little horse again let's uh move on to another show and we go to peacemaker yeah episode four um this is the complete opposite of boba fett you have interesting characters you have some action and you have an interesting story going on um and it's written real well it's written real well say that five (laughs) times fast the uh, chode less traveled. So, I don't know. I, you, you have some, there's a lot of like father, son stuff going on here. A he's, lot. He's yeah. slowly coming to terms with the fact that his dad is not only a racist asshole, but he's probably a villain. Yes. Uh, with the, what, the white dragon, I think, is what his yes. villain character's name is. Yes. So he gets all drunk, peacemaker. You know, starts lamenting some kills, especially Rick Flagg from Suicide Squad. The childhood comes to mind, all that. I thought the uh, prison sequence was funny. The vigilante character is interesting to me. He is interesting and he has a good voice. And it's like one of those voices that doesn't quite match what he looks like, which is interesting. A very clean, well-spoken uh, full voice without being like a voice of God. Right. You know, like an everyman, perfect everyman voice. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, for me, it's like you hear him and then you see him and you're like, does not match, but okay. <laughs> it's interesting when he took his mask off, finally it was revealed he was the uh, the bus boy from that one restaurant. And they said as much like, isn't that the bus boy from so-and-so restaurant? Yeah. Uh, but that scene where they sh- he, should, he said, hey, what's his real, what's Peacemaker's real name? Chad? Chris. Chris. Hey, say Chris. And he's like the dopey brother of some other guy. Yeah. And they, they, they held on him long enough, the bus boy, that you're like, oh, this kid's going to come into play. Sure. You caught that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So he gets, uh, they're friends. Yep. He's kind of part of the team, vigilante. Yeah. And he gets himself thrown into prison because, you know, Abadayo says, you know, Chris's dad is an asshole and we need, he's going to have to learn that his dad is, a shit stain. Yeah, they kind of plant the seed for him to go um yeah. on Chris's behalf and um mess him up or is he going to with the intention to kill him? I think to kill him. All right. Here's the scene where uh, Vigilante is in jail with uh Augie, his dad. He goes up to Augie and his ra- white white nationalist yeah. skinhead buddies table Mm -hmm. and tries to provoke them into a fight let's each say something that we're grateful for that black people have contributed to american culture 
Is this dude joking right now? No. Hey, look, I'll go first. I'm grateful that black people gave us rock and roll music. Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, 38 Special, all those guys owe everything to black American folk and blues musicians. I mean, they wouldn't exist without them. And then white redneck music would just sound like, well, what it sounded like before black people, which was the wet, sloppy sounds of fucking your sister. Okay, so that's my turn. Which one of you dumb sister fucking tiki torch carrying sloth from the Goonies looking pieces of shit wants to go next? Who the fuck are you? You're first? Cool. Okay, wait, no, let me guess. We'll just end it there. I mean, and then the fight erupts, but uh, uh, Peacemaker's dad doesn't doesn't take the bait, uh, so he's not able to engage him and kill him. But that's a fun scene. That was <clears> funny. <throat> Excuse me. And snappy. That's that snappy, quick humor that they yeah. do so well in this show. <laughs> yeah, and there's characters we care about. There's relationships going on. You know, the snappy dialogue. There's good action for the most part. Um, and then we have the big uh, twist at the end and spoiler alert coming. Mern, mm -hmm. the head of the group is apparently a butterfly. Yes. As he pulls Slurps. a bowl close to his face on a couch one night and a big proboscis comes out and slurps up that yep. bowl of honey or whatever the hell it is. Yep. So now that's where we get into the huh questions like, so is Mern bad or maybe there's good butterflies? that are trying to thwart the bad butterflies, a la the chick that Peacemaker screwed in the first, what, one episode? It kind of makes sense now when before he was like, I don't share feelings, you know? And yeah. like, I think maybe he's trying to blend in. He's trying to mimic human behavior. He's trying to like, oh, this guy shared some feelings, so I should do that too, you know, oh, okay. kind of. Like yeah. he's, I think he's bad butterfly trying to blend in. You think? But yeah. he's been very adamant about like, for instance, when they were trying to snipe the uh, congressman and his family. Yeah. He was on the walkie talkie. Like, if you got a shot, do it. Shoot him. Maybe, Shoot him. Maybe he's a bad butterfly. Like who wants to ascend to power. Or yeah. Something. Like he's trying to take over, you know, the butterfly's position in our world. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like the head butterfly yeah. and okay yeah maybe and he, he, you know his way is like well, i'm a, i'm gonna infiltrate people who can take out the other butterflies yeah yeah and that's interesting you you juxtapose that with the boba fett stuff hmm. and like there's multiple things going on with peacemaker there's peacemaker and his dad how's mm -hmm. that gonna go is he gonna end up in a battle with him there's the butterflies then you have the Mern butterfly. There's a couple questions there. So there's like three different plots going on that are interesting. And and more than that, too, it's, um you know, Amanda Waller's, is it her niece? Her daughter. Her daughter. You yeah. know, she's part of there's this that. team yeah. and you don't know if what her intentions are. Amanda Waller's, that is, you know, kind of pulling those puppet strings as well. Yeah. And, so and there's like yeah. a daughter mother situation there. Yeah. There's a lot going on in Peacemaker, which is interesting. Like on surface, it should be just some snappy show about a guy with a silver helmet, you know, shooting people. And Kicking this. butt. Yeah. But there's more going on there. And yeah. it's just well done. Yeah. And funny. Uh, and funny. Yeah. I like Peacemaker. Yeah. It's got the funny. It's got the action. It's got the stories, the plots. What do you got, Boba Fett? 
Sorry, I'm <laughs> shitting all over that. Show. You are. I'll keep you, watching it though. Of course, because I'm a Star Wars dork. Of course. I don't know anything else on Peacemaker episode four. We, as we record, we have five waiting for us. We'll get to that tonight, probably. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where all these threads pull out at the end. You know. Yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Yeah, yeah. On this Married with Channels podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show. Give us a good review on your podcast provider. And uh, tell your friends. Yeah, share. Tell your friends. Share it. Yeah. And get us up on Twitter at MarriedWChans. Until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.